What is going on, YouTube land? What is up, everybody? What's happening, Chris? Uh, you 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 feeling a little detached these days? You got some problems going on? What's up? Uh, I feel a little bit a little bit more attached today than I have been the last few days. <laughs> a little bit rough, man. Me and the old bag of peas have been real good friends for the last couple of days. That's for sure. All right, everybody. Well, as you know, uh, most of you know anyway, we've got Walt Golden, an accountant on here tonight that's going to ask some or answer some questions that are asked by us and by you. We've got a couple people uh, texting questions to us if they come through. Uh, and I will preface it with this. This chat gets busy. It gets kind of hard to focus. Um, I asked you all for a week to email questions. I think we're going to have most of them covered. But if I miss something, I greatly apologize. Um, but you had warning to call these things or email them in for a week. But anyway, here it is. We're getting down. I'm dirty. I'm blind. And, and this, this is the dirty, is blind, dirty blind truth. Um, taxes. It's a big thing that's coming around right now. Um, it's everyone, everyone's minds. And some outsiders have uh, created a, um, a lot of questioning in, in some of the things that they're doing and uh, the uh, and how they say they're sending the money over to charities. And we thought we'd lump that in here as well. But um, we did get some emails. Uh, got uh, one from Jesse Black Fork. And of course, the mayor of uh, Lawnland, Ben, ben. himself at Acme. And I don't uh, Walt and I guys. went through and made a list of about 12 questions for him to get into with you. And hopefully we'll cover all your bases. Again, this is meant to be just just an just an overview and to answer some basic questions, man. If it if it was any more than that, we'd have to be in here for five hours. And the point is, um, if you if your questions are more difficult than this, well, you should have already hired an accountant by now. I can guarantee it. Um, Chris, you got anything before we get rolling and, and bring Walt up here? I'm scared to pay taxes. You good to go? <laughs> I'm good. All right, man. Well, um, is anybody right now, if you have a question, um, that you did not email to email us, um, go ahead, start getting them going so we can get them to us. Um, the odds that we're going to answer them before we get to questioning are pretty good. But uh, with no further ado, and by the way, this is a friend of mine that I've known since I was roughly nine, maybe 10 years old. We grew up together. We did everything together. We caused a lot of trouble and uh, somehow we never showed up in jail together. And I'm sure he will elaborate on some stories that were uh, borderline. Uh, you're going to jail and uh, well, beyond borderline. I think it was actually we just had fast cars and fast feet. We didn't get fucking caught. <laughs> That's what it boils down to. But um Anyway, with no further ado, we have Mr. Walt Golden in the house. What's going on, man? What's Not up, a whole Walt? lot. How are y'all guys? Doing good, man. You were up on panel, and uh, all the viewers. I, I, I just want to say this: one love, lawn. That was a funny. That was a funny comment. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, you catching something? Uh, hey, man. Did he uh, have to be sold his body? Does he have to pay tax on that? Yeah, <laughs> nervous. Hey, hey, I'm, I'm I, nervous I, about that. I could, I, I should get, dude. I should get one love up here because he looks exactly like Joe. <laughs> I'm not shitting. Joe, 20 years ago, would be one love. They could be it's 20 years. We just don't know it. Yeah, they, it might be. 
Um, so, Walt, how's your day been, man? It's been going well. Uh, busy time. Working a good bit, but that's what I do, so this is what I enjoy. Crunching numbers. Yeah. Yep. Well, right now, W-2s and 1099s issued and bookkeeping, and then I've got people already just starting to drop off taxes, and then we got to start with the corporate taxes, so it'll start getting busier and busier every day. Yeah, and, yeah. and Walt, you've got how many years in this now? About 22 that's a, there you go. That's, that's kind of a long man. I, shit, I, I hate crunching numbers for two minutes. I mean, I literally, even when I'm doing estimates and stuff, I look at that calculator and I get cringy, you know, because I, I don't I have to do everything like 10 times to make sure it's got the same number 10 times in a row before I, you know, so I don't look like a fool and get a number wrong. But, um, you know, just because you, you know, you well, get get run some get, pretty important estimates. Saying two plus two is five. <laughs> get, a, get a calculator with adding machine tape and you know you can do it twice and the numbers match you're good <laughs> you go, maybe, maybe he's so old school he's still using the old abacus so you know yeah the calculator's kind of a little I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure you got the smartphone you got a calculator on there but you know i i i honestly um i was taught to always use the tape that way you can add it up you can add it up again and then therefore you have two things that have it. You keep those. You're good to go. But in our line of work, two and two usually does always equal four. <laughs> I, bet I, I bet I can make it look like five. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, oh, you can I, throw I, some I, things in to try. <laughs> right. And you know I will. <laughs> I can drive, man. Like, as I said, you know, Walt's been doing my stuff for a little while since Costas moved up and went to work at BMW and then moved on to uh, be a financial advisor at Clemson, who is on the show next Sunday, by the way. Um, and uh, he's half his head is bald because of me. I can promise you that. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, no. one love said me a few times. times. I believe he is talking to you. Talking to me? No, talking to Walt. Oh. What? One love because one love's bald. Oh. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot. Oh, God, I got to keep it going because you, you know, you don't, uh, you don't, you don't know these people. And it's funny. We've well, got a bald well, going because Mike G from last week was bald. Most pe most people honestly think that I became bald once I got into this line of work. I, well, I don't, I don't yeah, doubt. Kind of like because you're sitting there and you're trying to do stuff, and then all of a sudden you start pulling your hair out. <laughs> right. We all, we all know it's from dirty though. <laughs> <laughs> the truth oh, is out of the bag. It's from dirty stories. Some of the stories I heard from the, the two of you guys from the other day. I'm thinking, man, that's some pretty stressful moments right there. Oh, yeah. wasn't stressful, though. <laughs> 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 it, Man, we we definitely had the no worry no fear mentality going on oh yeah it was uh well back then when we grew up it wasn't like it was now anyway we we knew where everything was we knew where the shortcuts were so nobody was catching us mm -mm. and uh we'll Until get you to drive down a dirt road with no lights on hey um well uh KH, who, who is uh, the wife of, of Ben from Acme Moen, says, you make it sound like accounting is easy. I work my butt off in accounting classes to only get a B. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
and and I'll apologize on that. I don't I don't want to come off that way because it's it's it, it is interesting. You, you have to kind of think a different way once in a while, especially with the debits and credits. You wouldn't think it would be what it is, but I kind of agree with her. It's definitely definitely not an easy thing. It was that was a class I never went to hungover. Yeah, <laughs> the only one. You had to have your wits about you in order to be able to do it. <laughs> well, all right. We're, we're glad Walt was the sober one in one class out of all twelve of them that he took. So, right, it's always a yeah. plus. <laughs> and uh, Walt was also uh, and still is. Well, he's a huge baseball player, and he's you're all adult life since school. You've been playing softball, haven't you? I mean, what two or three leagues a year? Uh, yeah, pretty much after tax season, I go to that and then I travel around the state playing on a travel softball team. We play on the weekends, usually within about a five to six hour radius on those. And then we always try to hit some of the big ones. Uh, we used to go down to Florida a good bit and play in a world. And to be quite honest, the year we won the world, I haven't been back. I walked off there a champion. I wasn't going back. I wasn't ruining that. <laughs> right, right. Yep. Know when to bow out. That's an important rule in life. I mean, it exactly. really is. And, well, let's dive right into some of these questions, Walt. Um, I mean, we kind of got into the first one of, you know, who the hell are you? Uh, <laughs> and I really had to write that down because, I mean, like I said, we've known each other since we were nine years old. It's kind of hard. It's not front of mind to ask that question to somebody you're so familiar with. Yeah, but um, you gotta know everything. <laughs> let me go through some. Of them. Which one do I want to start with here? Should we start with an easy one? <laughs> well, yeah, let's start. Let's start, let's start with you and, and accounting. We'll, we'll we'll give you we'll give you the Sesame Street question up front here. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, we break them in slowly. That's what we're doing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, it says you know how do you stay uh, up to date on uh, regulations laws and codes i mean you go to classes annually uh, semi annually biannually what um there are classes that are offered i have to have 18 hours of basically cl either class time where you go and you sit and peep in front of people they give you the book and they kind of go over everything there's a lot of it that where you take tests and and all that but i have to have 18 hours a year and in that 18 hours includes two hours of ethics courses uh, that I must pass with with the IRS. And it's sent to the IRS once I pass them. And I also have to register with the IRS every December. I have to go in and renew my stuff uh, with them. I have to keep up with my uh, up to date on my tax returns. And it has a number of other questions that I must answer. And no felonies, right? Yeah, no felonies. And yeah, that's always an important one. Yeah. But I don't want no misdemeanors either. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Some close calls on there. For that. Yeah, that, 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 that mister will make life meaner. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, all right. Well, let's go to the next one, man. Okay. You know, like I said, we'll, we'll go to the electric company on this one. We'll bump it up a notch. Oh, uh, uh, Bill. What I mean, a DBA uh, LLC uh, S Corp Incorporated. Uh, what are when it comes to federal taxes? What are some of the basic differences in those guys? We're gonna uh, gals. We're gonna eliminate state stuff here because it is literally all over the place. It could change by your county. So we're, if if your state has a different law, then that's because it's your state. Okay, but we're gonna, we're gonna keep it to federal here. But uh, anyway, go ahead, Walt. Well, pretty much the DBA is is a little bit kind of interesting i'll come back to that one but when you're dealing with llc's and and 
and all of them, you're, 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 you're able to do things and under each one, you have your own set of an example. Um, but when you do a DBA, the IRS technically does not care really what your DBA name is. Um, you can have a separate corporate name and then a DBA name because you're going to file everything that you file, tax return, even if it's your personal return and it's an LLC on a Schedule C, you're going to file it on there. So as you file it, you know, you're going to file under the federal ID number and all of that. Um, the state and most states are the same, but I'll speak on South Carolina. They don't care about what your DBA is. Everything's going to report be reported under the name of the business and that federal ID number that you get for that business. So you can have Walt Golden LLC, but then be a DBA of Taxman, right? Because and you can get paid under under the DBA, but if you do that, you must, when you have that separate bank account, you must have that DBA name on there. Or, of course, you're not going to be able to cash the checks if they write them into the DBA name. Gotcha. And um, um, sorry, people, sometimes I, reading my own handwriting is is a bit tricky. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what accounting apps and uh, do you see and, and and most often use and use yourself? And, and I'm just going to guess. Well, I, well I know it's QuickBooks, right? Well, actually, my company uses a different one. Uh, we use Drake, but we have a number of clients. So it's kind of more beneficial. If a company is going to do things, the one that most of my clients, if they enter their own stuff and bring it to me, uh, they would like print out profit and losses and they want to be able to do that. Most of the ones that I see use QuickBooks. Um, QuickBooks has a number of different ones you can get. And depending on how in-depth you want it, if you're going to have employees, you're probably not going to want the basic one. But you're also going to want probably the QuickBook Pro or something because that's going to do more for you than the $59 one. It may be $79, but it just depends on the individual business and exactly what they need and how much structure it needs from employees versus sole proprietor right. and all that stuff. Well, well, contractors, I mean, you can still print contractors in there, but it's, it's either payroll or, and, and, you know, the payroll and all that. One of them is going to give you more in-depth stuff and, and be able to print more stuff and maybe even help e-file some stuff. Um, one of the cheaper ones really won't do that. And of course, they're going to want you to buy the better one because that's the way most of them are. Right, right. But I had, like I said, I, we, uh, we, we, we upgrade our QuickBooks. So it's, it's not really a hard one to learn, um, especially with their tutorials. So that's, I think that's why a lot of people like that one is because they have tutorials you can watch and it'll kind of lay everything out for you. Now, do you update your software pretty frequently to keep up with the new updates and everything, or is it? Uh, well, is pretty much every, every time I open my my bookkeeping or my tax program, um, it searches for updates at that point. I have it marked to where if it's if there's already an update out there, I, it goes ahead and does it. And then it asks me, do you want to apply? I hit yes. That way, every one of them is the um, it, it's always as, as up to date as 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 Drake is. Right. So you're staying current as much as it possibly yes. allows you to be current. Correct. Gotcha. 
Yeah, I, I think I, I think you'd almost have to right there. Yeah, well, and, uh, QuickBooks, QuickBooks Pro and QuickBooks will do the same thing if if because there's always little things that they'll change or little things that they'll upgrade and they'll send you the updates and you'll either get an alert for it or something like that. Just, you know, just like he mentioned. So, yeah, it'll always at least let you know that there's one. Sometimes they won't do it automatically. So you have to right. make sure you go in and do it. You have to yeah, manually make the upload or changes. What um, what are there any rules and regulations that change for 2019 versus uh, 2018 from last year's taxes? As far as corporate wise. What's, sorry, say that again. Are we called? Are we are we talking business wise or personal? Yeah, business. Yeah, business. It's a um, most of it's pretty much the same. You'll you'll get that it, depending on on what business you are. Um, sole props, which are Schedule C's, uh, S corps, you kind of qualify for the QBI, which is the Qualified Business Investment Deduction. Um, partnerships, you kind of get it, but it's a little bit more different. C corps, you don't get that on. So most most of the same stuff applies. The 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 expenses, the 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 total one seventy nine expense, which most of the small businesses don't come near. Uh, because it's up in the six figures. Right. Yeah. We got a ways to go for that comes bumping. If, in I'm, if I'm spending a half a million dollars, if I'm spending a half a million dollars on equipment, then uh, I, I better be pulling in two, two mil. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. That's and, a lot um, of peanuts for me. That's a whole, that's a, that's a bankroll right there, man. That's, oh, man, that's a, you. that's a circus full of peanuts for sure. I know, right. I need, I need to go. <laughs> buy me a silo so i can store them in man i think it's a problem what i got going on hey one love <laughs> one love wants to know how how uh what's the easiest way to launder money after you've gotten it supposedly <laughs> donated to you to a charity <laughs> it's a joke <laughs> do you see it well, well we want to know what kind of live show he does what's that do i admit one love it does What's the easiest way to wash money for donations that I may or may not get when I do live shows? Do I really yeah. those kind of live shows? <laughs> <laughs> that would probably be between, be, be between him and whatever site he's on doing those live shows. Oh, man. <laughs> they're gonna I think he's on Pornhub, so he might be getting a lot, though. <laughs> Watch out, One Love. There's a game up in here, and it ain't just me, man. <laughs> that's funny because i was hoping like hell i was hoping like hell you'd take it that way i was hoping you'd give it back that's funny he 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 he's got a good sense of humor i'll give him that he's funny as hell um, oh yeah yeah he definitely is okay well, let's move on to the next one what are some red flag deductions where the irs is going to kind of look around and go wait hold on the the, the number one reason really for an audit is home office. Um, yes, people do work at home and, and all of that. And you have that one room and you get that portion and all. But one, if you're already going to be showing a loss, then you really don't need to take that anyway. But secondly, that's one of the things that they're going to look at and go, OK, how much work do they do they actually do there? Um, a lot of people, of course, you know, especially now with the way that that the new standard deduction is on the personal, they're looking for other ways on that. 
that's one of the red flags that you kind of kind of have to watch out for. Um, meals and entertainment is another one, um, especially depending on what your income is. You can um, have a decent amount, but but you know you you, you got to be a little you know you can't you can't write off every single thing because you are only going to get fifty percent of it. So there's a line in all of that. Um, a, a lot of things that come out would be things that equipment and small tools that people buy. Um, most every every person is different when they do taxes on what they do, but for you know, some, I always say if it's under $500, it's either like a repair or a supply because of that, that situation, anything over that you kind of have to depreciate, but you, if you need it, you can always use the 179, which means you write it all off that year anyway. So either way, you're going to get the deduction for it. Um, it just depends on who's the person doing it and what their, what their line is and exactly what the expense is. I mean, if it's, Again, it's all in how it's worded. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're renting a place for business that your office is and you have to replace the AC unit, well, that's going to be a leasehold improvement. So that's going to be different because that's got to be depreciated over a certain amount of time. If you write something like that off and they see that much of a repair, that could throw up flags depending on what kind of line of work you're in. Right. And I have another question with that, too, just out of curiosity, because I know I worked for an employer that did the same thing. He would, instead of using his uh, tax ID number and stuff like that, he would go ahead and pay taxes because the year before that, he'd use his tax ID number all the time on uh, business or whatever related business stuff that he used. But when it came times to do his taxes and stuff like that, he took a major hit as opposed to just paying regular taxes and then getting that tax money back at the end of the year with his receipts, you know, cause they showed that he paid the taxes and he could use that right. as a form of deduction. So I, I, you know, I was curious, um, you know, a lot of people like to use like my brother and all that use their uh, farm tax ID number on equipment for farm and stuff like that. But, um, <laughs> you know, this, well, this is funny as hell because this shit always happens when Chris is talking and my mind goes berserk because it's the only time I get really get to channel in on the comments and Ranger was, was replying to KH or somebody. And it says, uh, it says, yes, we had a ball and can't wait to hang again. Uh, just, it just made me laugh because of Chris's current situation, you know, the balls and hanging again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Life my experience. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had a vasectomy done, damn it. <laughs> All right. Don't want to pay no more child support. I kind of enjoy it. That's my investment. I can't stop laughing. Oh my god, there's always something that just totally cracks me up for the whole show in here. Well, they but also very cold for two days. I saw in one of the comments the guy mentioned something about fuel and about that could be kind of a, a, a red flag. Depending on once again, one, what your income is, and secondly, what your business is, that could be. But in order for the fuel, in some cases, you're going to come off better doing mileage anyway, because if you have a, a C a, a C Corp or an S Corp and you have the, the 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 car, then if you go and buy a car, you're gonna to have to buy it in in the in the business's name in order to be able to write all of the fuel and the repairs and the depreciation and all of that off. If not, in most cases, you're going to write off mileage, um, you know, and, and just on certain certain people, you know, 
lawn care is going to have a good many miles because of the, the travel, depending on how big of an area you cover. Uh, construction workers, 1099, they're going to have a good many, depending on where all they have to go, because they have to go and do this. <laughs> what does that say? Uh, I know it's towards me because both of you are laughing. So I know what's the blind guy. Come on now. It says, can Chris write off his vasectomy as a tax deduction? I'm going to. It's going to happen. I'm, t- I'm getting my deduction that would, back. That, okay. that, would, that, would be a, that would be a medical expense on your Schedule A. Yeah, see? Thank you, Zach. Appreciate see? that. <laughs> Asked the right question. Got a good answer. I can live with that. Hell yeah. and, uh, I'm just saving nine hundred dollars a month. If you honestly want to know, <laughs> for eighteen years. Oh man, I know, and mine just uh, mine just disappeared as well. And uh, but it's because the kid turned eighteen, not because I got a vasectomy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Let's let's try to keep this on, on track. But you, I mean, <clears throat> and obviously. Uh, donations is something that can raise a red flag too is uh, especially if you're donating thousands of dollars and you've made thirty thousand dollars in income yes that's that's a big one but in most cases especially right now with the with the way that the new laws are on the personal returns not many people are really are really benefiting from from itemizing because you get such a huge deduction for the standard deduction now um and, and everybody thought that, oh, you're not going to get a deduction people wouldn't give. Well, it turns out that people do still give and all of that stuff. And especially, unfortunately, if you're an S-Corp um, or an LLC tax as an S-Corp or an LLC sole prop, it, you're, you're not really going to get the benefit of the deductions on those. So that's different. Now, C-Corporations, they're, they're going to get the deduction because a C-Corp stands on its own. It's just like a personal return. They're responsible for their own taxes. So you could write off more on that. But some of the other ones, you just can't. Um, it, it, un, unless you, you're going to have like over $24,000 on itemized, which would be like the vasectomy. Um, <laughs> the mortgage interest. I'll live with it. <laughs> the mortgage interest on your house. Uh, well, and, and, you know, state real estate taxes, car taxes, it's going to be hard. You know, I, I, I did a number of them that did, but the ones that did usually have income of about six figures because they would qualify for more. Right. And these fools definitely don't even have that. Not even anywhere close. Um, <clears throat> here's another one. Does everyone have to file quarterlies as a business? Well, you're gonna, you're gonna run into situations. Um, and it and it also, Cody. Remember that question right there. Okay. <laughs> um. Now he just made me forget the question. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. We were does every does all businesses have to? Well, do you have? What's going to end up happening when you when you first start a business, whether it's a sole prop or an S corp, a partnership? Um, or even really probably a C-Corp, you're going to show a loss for at least the first two to three years, if not maybe into the fourth, depending on depreciation, of course. But you're going to end up getting, you know, um, so usually by about the 
third to fourth year, that is something you would want to look into because if you're on a sole prop, um, which which is a sole sole proprietor, which is a Schedule C, it goes on your personal return, and since it goes on your personal return, um, you're going to get hit with a fifteen percent tax, fifteen point three percent tax on self employment tax, and all of that. So at that situation, yes, it would be a good idea. Now, okay. if you have a partnership, um, a partnership, when you take money out, that's going to be subject to self-employment tax also. So that would, if you're, if you're a, a, a partner in that, then yes, it would be a good idea um, once you start making money after the first few years. The S-Corp, the members are responsible um, for whatever profit, you know, taxes are owed on the profit. So it's going to flow through to your personal. So that could be another reason why you're going to have to. Um, anybody who owns a C Corp, they will at one point, uh, the corporation will pay their own federal and state estimated taxes every quarterly. But usually, especially when you first start a business, that is a year by year kind of thing. Um, and it, and it just, it just kind of varies, but usually the IRS will allow about the first three years to show a, a significant loss. And then they want to see the loss get little and little, you know, shorter and shorter each time to come close to breaking even. And they'll end up adding the depreciation back in. So that's going to show the income is always going to be a little bit better. All right. Well, Chris, he, um, someone wants to uh, say hello to you. Okay. Who is that? Scout? I'm blind. You talk to a blind guy. You got to read it to me. Oh, come on, man. You can focus a little bit. Oh, one love. That says hello, Brando. It moved on me. It. Uh, sorry, I hit the wrong one on that. And he was saying hello, Johnny Depp. You say what? He said hello, Johnny Depp. Oh, what's up, one love? Not one love. Scout said that. Oh, Scout? Well, God dang it. Hey, Scout. I was putting up, that up brother? here for Brando. Oh. And uh, it skipped over it too fast. Anyway, let's uh, keep going. Okay, Walt, here we go. Here, here's the big, uh, you know, midsection of all this. Um, what is the difference between a W two employee and a ten ninety nine, and uh, what makes each one so? I mean, you know, you can't just uh, go out there and say I'm going to ten ninety nine my employees, um, and and, uh, and never let them be a W two or. or employee. So uh, what are the differences? There's there's three common differences on that. And it's going to have to be decided pretty much early on, because of course, depending on which one they are, they're going to sign, they're going to fill out different forms. If they're going to be an employee, you're going to fill out a W-4. If they're a 1099, you're going to have them fill out a W-9. That way you can issue them a 1099 at the end of the year. Now you're going to have Kind of three little things to always remember when it's either an employee or a 1099. And I made some notes on it just to make sure. The first one in the common law of it is going to be behavior. The second's financial. And the third is, is the type of relationship. And we'll kind of go with the first one um, a little bit off the bat with the behavior. What that kind of means is, is if you're telling this person what time they have to be here, what time they go to lunch, what time they, they, they knock off every day. You supply the, the, the tools and the equipment. Um, you, you, you would hire, uh, you know, somebody to help or something to that effect. Um, 
And then you go and you and you take them there and you say, okay, this is where it's at. This is how I want you to do it. And they do it. That right there is basically meaning if you if you do all of that to somebody, they're going to be pretty much a W-2. Um, that's going to be part of it. Um, you know, if if a 1099 on the other side on that is kind of like the, the, the degree of instructions. And what I mean by that is, is I'll use an AC guy um, as a as an example. If you're a corporation and you have this guy and he's going to. He's going to go in and take this whole AC and replace it, the whole AC unit out. And he's going to use his own tools, his own car. He's going to you know, hire a friend to help him when he needs it. He's going to buy the material and then you're going to give him the money back and you're going to pay for all of that. That right there is, is kind of what a 1099 person is um, because they're paying for everything. You don't really have a lot of control. You just say, OK, this is what needs to be done. You do it then let me know once it's done and bam, I'll come back. Once again, you go back to the employee, it's do it this, 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 and this, and this. The independent contractor, here's the job, you know what to do. It's it's kind of out of my hands. Um, right. The financial control, once again, kind of comes back into the behavior thing as far as how you're paying them. Because if they're going to, if the independent, if, if the person you're going to, and Let's say if, if he's a W-2 and he goes and has to buy something for the job, you're going to reimburse him for that for that money. Well, that's pretty much a W-2 employee kind of, you know, basing upon the other side of it. Um, a 1099 guy will take will go buy it and then he'll just add it on to the bill that he's going to give you at the end that when he's done at his leisure. Not a problem whatsoever. And like I said, it could take him a week. It could take him two days, but the employee, you're going to go and say, okay, this is what you're going to do. Here's my tools. You got to have this done by tomorrow afternoon at two o'clock. Yeah. Like right. an employee is pretty much responsible for their own guests to transportation yes. to get to that job versus a contractor is responsible for, for the guests to the yes. transportation. They're, they're responsible, you know, for it also now. Well, with what you just mentioned there, um, you know, there especially on a W two, which it, it doesn't occur now because the new president took the twenty one oh six, which is an unreimbursed business expense that you could write off on your itemized deductions. Um, and prior times, um, you know, like if if you're a real estate agent or something like that, and you're driving around trying to drum up work and all that, you get to kind of write all that off. Um, a real estate agent could be a kind of a different kind of thing because. And, and I guess the insurance agent would be a, a big one. An insurance agent is considered a statutory employee, meaning they get Social Security and Fed and FICA taken out, but they still get to write off their expenses on a Schedule C. So a statutory employee is is not one that 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 is often done in normal professions. It's really a handful of uh, professions that kind of handle that. Um, when you when you get down into the the type of relationships um, that pretty much just kind of says you know you're not going to have a contract with 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 the employee to go and do that work you're going to have a contract kind of with the the independent contractor to go and do it because he has to you know you have to make sure he knows that this has to be replaced this has to be replaced this and this and this so he's going to sign a contract and this is you know you're going to end up paying him on it um, right. if by chance. <laughs> 
you're not sh still sure after looking over all this, the IRS can assist you with it. Um, you would have to go to the irs.gov website and you would type in form SS-8 and you would fill that form out and that form is basically, you know, you'd mail it into the IRS. The IRS will send the information back and they will tell you which one the employee, you know, whether he's an employee or a 1099. Or Basically, a yeah, if, if, you're, if you're asking the question of whether or not you should be, you can W-2 or 1099 somebody, I would go to uh, you just, you, yeah, you go with the W-2 and then contact the IRS to find out otherwise. Yes. Um, yeah. Okay. Here's Ben from Acme has a, a good question. It, uh, it says, what kind of penalty could one expect for 1099 and an employee that should have been W-2'd? Well, the IRS could come in and, and definitely do maybe, I mean, there's different fines, especially it's just like everything else. Um, but minimum, they would probably start with, depending on how blatant it is, um, you know, they could be fined anywhere a minimum of $500 on up. Um, and it also depends on, 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 on how many people, um, you know, they could be fined per person, uh, you know, $500. So it could equal a number, you know, a, a, a amount. Um, it could I equal millions for some people. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tens of thousands of dollars. Well, easily. and here's exactly. the, here's the backside of it. It says, uh, would the employer need to pay to catch up on taxes or would the employee or both? Usually in that situation, because the employer messed, you know, didn't do what they should have mm. and and taking the taxes, usually they're going to kind of be the ones that are on the hook for that. The problem with something like that, though, is even though they're, they may be on the hook for it, it's going to, you know, unless they have that disposable thing, you know, that that could be set up with payment plans, too. Um, but usually they're going to go after the employer because they were the ones that should have made that decision at the beginning. And unfortunately it happens, you know, it happens all the time. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, here's one. Uh, can a sole proprietor or owner or, you know, anybody within an LLC and has a legal business name going, no matter what you take it as, um, it should, you know, it, it's, should they take a draw or should they take a paycheck? Um, and it, I'm, again, I'm sure that depends on structure. Though. Well, it, it does depend on structure. Um, on a Schedule C sole prop and a partnership, you can't take a W-2. The owners will not be on W-2. They, they, in a partnership, they would take draws. The problem with the draws, though, are is that's going to end up going on your K-1 and you're going to pay self-employment tax on your personal return when it's prepared. Same mm. example when you get to the sole prop. It's going to do that. But on each one of those instances, if you, instead of writing a paycheck because you don't have that, all you're doing is taking taking your money anyway because on a, on a sole prop, whatever the bottom line is, that's what your income is. You know, after you do your income and expenses, your income is going to be your bottom line. So if you're in September or even now and everything, you can just write, you know, you can basically just write yourself a check on a, on a sole prop or a partnership because once again, you're just taking out the money. So that's just kind of the draw. If you're right. an S Corp, um, the S Corp is more of, 
somebody has to be on payroll. Um, an S corp cannot run itself at all. Um, and a 1099 is not considered somebody being able to run the company because somebody who's running the company has to be an employee. So right. even in an S corp, you're going to, you may be <laughs> payroll, but you can still take the owner's draw because when you do, when you do an S corp, you're going to have to buy equipment and rent and all of that stuff. So all of that that you spend goes into what's called a shareholder loan. So if, if you go to write a checkout and you just write it for $500, whoever, whenever you go to do your books, you're going to offset your shareholder loan with the check that you just wrote of $500. So if you spent $50,000 on equipment and everything, and you got $50,000 sitting in shareholder loan, you're going to end up going and offsetting a $500 check to that account. And you can still draw the paycheck. No problem. Um, the owner's draw, all you're doing is basically taking the money out that you loan the company to get it started. Gotcha. All right. Gotcha. Oh, here's one. Uh, it's a, uh, do you have to have income? Basically, do you have to pay yourself out of your business uh, to uh, in, to start investing like in 401k stocks, whether you're doing it yourself or, or through your bank or, or whatever, what uh, yes. do you have to pay yourself. Yeah. You gotta have, you gotta have earned income and, and what earned income is, is basically a W2, um, a schedule C that has profit. Um, basically rental property stuff, uh, social security, uh, a retirement from the military or something like that, that is not considered earned income to where you'll be able to contribute to a retirement. Um, Cause basically they're looking around saying, if you've got the money to contribute, you're, you're profitable. And uh, yes. we want to know. Something. Now the one key part to remember is with when you're sitting there and, and when, when, Mm, trying to figure out how to word it. <laughs> Brain fart. That's all right. Yeah. Well, and I think, and, and I got on the, on the thing, I guess landscapes of America did, did a question. Mm -hmm. Go, and I, uh, yeah. Well, you know, shiny object caught my attention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it says, it says, but can't, uh, but you can get I mean, a dividend. Remember, from your that company. remember that okay. one. Remember that one. too. Um, well, if you want to jump on it now, go ahead. Show, you're going to have to show income to make be able to make any kind of an IRA contribution or even a Roth, you know, IRA contribution. The difference, though, is is if you have a married couple and the spouse has a W two income and the other spouse has a loss on a Schedule C or a loss on a K one that comes over or something something like that. Um, they would be able to donate the, the total amount, which for 19 is $6,000. Um, if you're over 50, it would be $7,000, but they would be able to contribute something because one of the parties have earned income. But if you're a single person and you, all you have is this business and you lost a thousand dollars on the books by this business, they're not going to no bank. They're not going to allow you to make a, a contribution to a retirement. Plan. You have to have earned income, and that's basically two things: W two, Schedule C. So, if uh, if someone's even 
doing that and say they're making donations to other places and they and they try to write that off even though they have a loss does that put them in more of a hurt because they have to pay taxes on that and their loss or well, does that put them in the positive well if if they're making donations and stuff like that you're you know it it's all it's going to do is decrease your it's going to increase your loss more right so you know that's what one of the th- and that's one of the reasons why they make you have earned income because if if you if you basically, basically. Turn and and you put on this um you know you 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 show ten thousand dollars worth of income on a schedule C but then you want to put six thousand dollars in on an IRA they're gonna they're gonna wonder where that money's coming from right okay. so you know that, that you have that money and and once again it may it may have come from another source as far as you know you know not the same thing but an inheritance or something to that effect that's a totally different scenario but when it comes to business wise you have to have earned income um and it goes back to like the the 1120s um he's gonna somebody's gonna be on payroll for that so that right there would qualify that person because he's going to get a W-2 at the end of the year. A Schedule C is not going to get a W-2 at the end of the year because you cannot draw a paycheck. So your profit of the business, it has to be a profitable event in order to be able to make a contribution. Okay. Well, let's, uh, we've already got 845 here. <clears throat> I'm going to jump to uh, um, Ben and Jesse's uh, questions right here real quick. Um and of course, we've kind of already touched on this, but, you know, here's uh, Ben from Acme's questions. And I kind of gave you a little background on these questions coming in. So you wouldn't wonder why in the hell these things would be asked. Uh-huh. What business structure must you have to utilize pass through? Um, and how do taxes work with that? Well, the way taxes work with that is it's not really written off at the corporate level. It's more it's more as income for the individual, um, which is taxable. So if that's kind of occurring, you're, 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 you're taking the money and you're giving it, but it's, it's not going to be taxed on the corporate level, of course, but it's going to be filtered down into the partners or the members or, or, or whoever in order to be able to do that. Um, you can pretty much do it almost on any kind of an entity. Um, I mean, a sole prop and all of that, but it's still going to be a taxable event. So either way, you're going to pay tax on it. So as soon as that money comes in there, you still have to pay taxes on it. Is what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, it, it can't it's just not go be from here to here. I think flow it, through. Right. Well, it 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 kind of goes back over to the. Um, I think the what that other person was saying. Yeah, but can you get a dividend from a, your company without? being a problem correct the landscapes of america um that right there is more when it comes to a c corp because you would get dividends out of the c corp the problem is that is somewhat of what they call a double taxation and what i mean by that is is when you take a dividend from a corporation it is not going to be a a an expense for your corporation so it's getting taxed on the corporate side, but then they're going to issue you a 1099 DIV statement. So you have to put it on your personal return. So it's being taxed on both sides. So, yes, I mean, I mean, by by all means, you can do that um, by law. I mean, everything's fine on that. Just remember, you're going to pay tax on that from both ends. 
Um, if you're in an S corp, some of those dividends are basically can be listed as non-dividend distribution. Um, but that you only use once your shareholder loan runs out. Uh, well, Acme just said, well, who pays it? The person giving it or the one receiving it, uh, then giving it to the charity basically says, uh, that who is pays the tax? then pretty much whoever is, is donating the money because once it comes in, it, it, it doesn't get it written off on the corporate side. It gets written off on the personal side of, of whoever's part of the corporate or whoever's part of the, the business. That's what Ben wanted to hear. And, uh, and I think we just covered another question too. So, uh, at what hey, making people happy. <laughs> well, uh, I just want to make sure. So we dumb this down. If you're taking money and I'm donating it to dirty and dirty takes it, and he's got it. He's going to donate it to a charity. Guess what, Dirty? You get to pay my taxes for me because it went. I'm not accepting account. your damn dirty money. Yeah, that's right. So I just wanted to let everybody know in this world that I get to get away scot free, but oh, Dirty, he's got to pay. And here's the here's a good question. It says, at what point should I go from sole proprietor to LLC, and why? It, it basically what Ben's asking is is what are the tax benefits, if any, and asset protection for LLC versus um, just a sole proprietor. I mean, cause it, it, if you're asking it from a, you know, when do I do this? Like as in business growth, I mean, that, that uh, that's way too many variables there. Well, and, and yeah, um, when you're looking at, at going into an LLC, you, you kind of want to do it. You know, if, if what's going to end up happening is once, once you switch over to that LLC, everything has to come into that LLC's name. The income, all of that stuff is, is, is going to start showing up on that part. Um, a, a lot of it is, is when you do the, uh, the limited liability company, you got a, you know, flexible amounts on, on things. You got flexible ownership, meaning that, that it's, it's kind of easy if you decide to sell it and, and kind of stuff like that. Um, there is kind of less paperwork. Um, and in, and in some cases, you know, especially if you get an LLC tax as an S corp, which depending on your state, you know, yes, you're going to get the LLC through your state, but you're going to have to file paperwork with the IRS if you decide to do the S corp. Um, so you just want to, you just want to make sure that whichever one you choose is going to be the best, but you know, each one has their advantages and their disadvantages. Um, you know, one of the disadvantages of an LLC is, is yes, it's going to cost a little bit more, you know, to kind of run. Um, you're going to have some, some more payroll taxes and all of that stuff because of, of certain things that are going to be done. Uh, you definitely have to have a separate bank account because you're going to have to be able to, to prove and you want to want separate records, meaning that other bank account and everything run through that's going to be exactly what's nothing but business. Now you can do personal stuff and it can be coded to certain things, but a majority of that, it would have to stay in the business because it, it just makes it a whole lot easier than if you're trying to run everything out of a personal. Right. And, and by the way, just to cover one love here, you're licensed in South Carolina, not nationally, right? I can't remember. Or you know, well, as far as the IRS goes, I can, I mean, I can prepare taxes in, in for, in, for any state. Well, there you go. One love. One love might be calling you. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can I can prepare taxes. And I mean, I got access to every state okay. um, tax return. Now, 
I, you know, some states I already do others for. I mean, I've got some people that do it from New York, North Carolina, Georgia, um, Texas, Illinois. So there's some that I'm familiar with. Others, um, if if I do new new states, it's just like anything else. I go and look and kind of get myself familiar with it and see exactly what information I need because what I may need on one may not be another. Nationwide is on Walt's side. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just promote that, co that commercial for you, man, helping you out. If I have an employee, what things must I cover tax-wise? Workman's comp, Social Security, FICA, and that's a question. Uh, do I have to pay or does an employee cover it all? Um, all right. Well, first and foremost, your workman's comp, that's more of a state issue. So whatever state you're in, you're going to want to pull that up. Um, you know, on your state's website for one. Um, the, when somebody is a W-2, you're going to, out of the, the employee's check, you're going to take federal withholding, you're going to take Social Security, Medicare, and state withholding. I'll use South Carolina because, of course, I'm more familiar with it. Um, so you're going to take those out of the employer, uh, out of the employee. Now, as an employer, you are going to match the Social Security and the Medicare. Everything else, you know, those other things. Now, in the state of South Carolina, you've got state unemployment. Um, so you would have, you know, one, the, the owner would be responsible for that. You've also got a federal unemployment, which but the federal unemployment is only taxed on the first seven thousand dollars that somebody makes. So the cap on that for each employee, it would cost you $42 on federal unemployment. That form is, is every you only file the 940 every year. Uh, that's what the federal unemployment is. You make payments or whatever, but as long as it's under $500 for your whole FUTA, you can make it at the end of the year. Um, when it comes to the withholding, depending on how many employees you have, you can pay it quarterly. Um, but your liability, meaning the FICA that you take out, the Medicare you take out, and the federal withholding you take out of the employee, along with the FICA and the Medicare that you match, would have to be under $2,500 for the quarter. If it's not going to be that, and let's say you have five employees and you have to go and do that, then all of a sudden you're going to end up with it over it. So therefore, the IRS is going to want you to get set up on what's called the EFTPS payments. Um, it's the electronic filing payment where you'll go on, you'll call them uh, online, set it up, do everything you need to do. You'll get, you know, set it all up and then you'll make your federal with uh, your federal payroll deposits. And we'll use January. If you have somebody who you paid all of January on a payroll, you'd have to make that federal deposit by February 15th of the following month to cover that. Your states usually run about the same thing, but the state of South Carolina, we have one, um, the, the the quarterly ones are the 940, which is the FUTA, federal unemployment, and for us, it's the SUDA, which is the state unemployment. Now, also, the employee or employer is also responsible for a percentage of your insurance as well, too, right? Well, once again, that's more on the state level. State of South Carolina, you technically don't have to have workman's comp insurance for uh, any, any, you know, you have to have like three to four people on payroll in order to have that. So right. therefore, 
if you've only got one or two, by law, you're not required to have it. Now, would it be a good idea to get it? Yes. Um, it's always a good idea to get it. Well, oh, hold on. We're going to move to the next question here in a second, but I, I don't know if anybody saw it. I couldn't control myself. I was laughing. I, I think I see the one you're talking about. Yeah, it says time out. One love, man. It, yeah, it, I see that. This one love, remind me to punch you in the fucking mouth next time I see you because you're cracking me up and I can't hold a show together. <laughs> Chris, uh, one love wants to know can we talk about Chris's American flag pants? <laughs> hey, don't hate them, okay? America. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Um, let's move American, on. To was I got American flag so on? Walt can engage in just some goofiness for a minute and let's wrap this up. Um, Jesse says, Hey y'all, this is Jesse. No shit. And, uh, <clears throat> and I have a question and maybe a topic. My question is in two parts and deals with aimed at, uh, the same, the smaller business as startups as a single member LLC or sole proprietor, how, or what is the best way to pay yourself? And I think we've already covered that. Yeah. Because when you're, if, when you're an LLC sole prop, that means you're you're going to fill out a Schedule C on your personal return for your income and expenses. So basically, whenever you pay yourself, you just write yourself a check. Um, it doesn't go offset anything because a Schedule C, it, it doesn't have any of that stuff. You just write yourself a check because and we'll use easy numbers for my sake right now. But if your gross uh, income is, you know, seventy five thousand on a Schedule C, but your expenses are fifty thousand. Well, your profit is twenty five. Right. Um, so it doesn't matter what you're writing yourself or what you're doing. That you just want to make sure that you know you just write you a check whenever you need it, and then you, you, that's all that, that happens. Now, once again, if you go to the S corp, that's a little bit of a different story. It's still the same thing. You just write yourself a check, and then it will offset the shareholder loan. Let me go back to this real quick. Uh, ben uh, asked a really good question, and uh, this is this is where I know I created a, a nightmare for you and for uh, Costas in the past. And it says, if I'm an LLC and I buy a six pack of beer on my way home on the LLC debit card, does that ruin my LLC protection and open up me for personal assets to be suable? I guess that's more of an attorney thing, really, though, because that's why. To a point, but once again, you you kind of have to understand that anything you run through that business is going to kind of show up. Um, the only thing, I mean, if you're if you're an LLC Schedule C, then you're liable for your personal assets anyway. Right. Um, it doesn't really matter if if you're a if you're that's a an state as well, because I've heard like Wisconsin has some crazy rules and stuff that really don't exist here. Yeah. Well, like, a, well, you know, like a C Corp, when you're a C Corp, you know, that stands on its own. So so it would be more their personal, you know, it would be the corporation's assets. Um, now, mind you, some people like the C Corp, but right now the C Corp tax is 21 percent of the income or, you know, 21 percent of your profit. Most of the time, your personal rate is lower than that. So that's why that's more of a benefit. But it, it, I mean, even in a Schedule C, your debt and, and the liabilities and, and all of that. Yeah, that's that that's going to be because your members, you're responsible for it. 
it's going to open it up because you're either a member of it or you own it. One of the two. If you're, if you're a president or something to that effect. Here's the second part of Jesse's uh, questions. Um, it says, I'm aware of a term owner's draw, <clears throat> but not sure how much that should be. Um, I, and I'm going to just answer that and say that just determines on your income and your, how much money you need to pay your damn bills at the point in time and worry, you know, worry about the taxes on it. You're kind of forced into that. And it says, how would it do? <clears throat> how would it do the taxes fall such as FICA and social security versus paying yourself a, a payroll check? Or would that said person be filed as an S corp? Well, once again, if, if it's filed as an S corp, somebody has to be on payroll. Mm -hmm. Somebody has to be on payroll in order to run the corporation. So you're going to be on payroll, but you can still be on payroll and still draw another check on the side, you know, on the other side of that. You can still do your owner's draw check whenever you'd like. And it would just been, depend on the profits that you have in the bank and how much you can afford to take. Um, mind you, I mean, you know, if, and once again, we'll go back to one of the things I mentioned earlier. <clears throat> when you start the business you're going to have the shareholder loan and escort. But either way, you got to go on payroll. Even if you get one small, you know, one $15,000 W-2 at the end of the year, especially for the first couple of years, they'll be okay with that. But you still put money in to start that company. So that owner's draw is just going to go off of there. So it would be just like the Schedule C. You would just write yourself a check and on the stub, just write owner's draw and then that way you would just offset it to your shareholder loan and you would use that up some, you know, depending on how often you take one. Yeah. Now, and, well, have you ever came across landscapes of America? You're, you're right. On a legal sense, not a tax sense. That is breaking uh, that veil. It death by far and by large, it, it broke that veil. Um, I, I know somebody that that kind of happened to, they weren't buying beer and got pierced, but it, there's things that can pierce it. Um, it, one love, uh, his name is Nick, by the way. His name is Nick Saint, you know, Saint Nick, but backwards. <laughs> but uh, anyway, he says, since King, King, he literally has a, um, a, a what am I dog. say, man, I can't spit it out. He, um, he has a ther therapy dog. Service um, animal. That, that, yeah, service dog that, uh, that works with him four days out of the week. And he does, I mean, it's even the videos, that dog goes to work with him. Um, says, can I write off the food under the company purchase? Because it is now I'm, I'm guessing that means he is the owner. Yes. Right. Um, then that meant that is a necessity for him to be able to work. Um, you know, um, if you own the business, that would kind of be if you were able, if, if you still had the 2106 from your personal return, it would kind of be like the canine with the police officers. Um, they're able to write that off because that's a part of their job that they don't get reimbursed for. So because your dog, you you must have him with you and he is, he is a part, you know, and all that, and you can get doctor notation on it, then yes, you can, you know, that would, that would be a part of a, of an expense. And here's something else that kind of goes, <clears throat> We'll wrap up Jesse right here. And this is the last one. It says part two of my question is when, when a person 
has uh, gotten, you know, where he's got regular work and, and needs to hire employees. Um, what's most beneficial, uh, salary or hourly? And uh, what should you do? I mean, again, quick answer on that is it, there's a legal definition there um, that limits you. Well, I mean, the, the problem with it, I guess it is, is if they're hourly and they go over 40, of course, that's time and a half. Right. Your salary, then most of it is kind of covered under the salary because you're kind of you're kind of saying I'll kind of do whatever I have to do to to, you know, to do that. Um, that's kind of more of a. <clears throat> that's that's. Hmm. Kind of a fine line there. Yeah. But it, it could it, also go back to what I was talking about earlier, what we had yeah, talked about as well. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean it it, it all it, it just kind of depends also is what kind of business it is. Yeah. Um, you know, you you it it you know it's it basically just, something it, that if you got that question you're at that point, you need to hire yourself an accountant and let them figure out and get some research on your business as to what you're doing and go from there. Yeah. yeah. Um it's a loose ended answer. Now, once again, you've seen things in the in the news or probably on Google or Amazon or wherever else they look. But, you know, that that people are 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 suing because they worked. They were salary and they didn't get overtime because then they went down because when you average the hours, it was under minimum wage. So that's that's always that, that's a that's a a tight kind of ship. Um, I would probably say the main thing is is if you decide to do something on salary, do not tell them they can't go over a certain amount of hours. Right. You, you base the salary on X amount of hours and, and not let them do it. 48 hours a week, isn't it? Hmm? Is it, I, I think salary, you, you, you can't Somewhere work around there. Um, you know, once again, I, most of the ones that we deal with kind of only have the, the hourly because it's, it's a, it's, it's a safer thing and it's an easier thing it's kind of the more cut and dry thing. And, you know, you'd, you'd hate to get that one part. Um, the one love King is a service dog. Yeah. But that, but one, that's still a medical kind of thing. So yes, you should still be able to write that stuff off because of the scenario. I, I think he was, he may have been correcting me when I, when I said support dog, but I, I knew it was an S word and I was, you know, in my own head trying to get away. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, it, it would it would basically it would just kind of depend on you know what all you're also probably trying to write off. I mean, you know, you 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 know the toys and all of that. Yeah, the food should help. Um, you know, but you know, once again, if if you're taking it, you know, just kind of depends. But in most cases, because that's the service dog. It's just like a canine for for an officer. Um, they would be able to write it off on a twenty one oh six if they were able to do that. All right. Well, um, that kind of wraps us up right here, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna just kind of chit chat for a second and uh, interact with Walt for a minute. If anybody else has any questions, and again, we can't go into serious debt here uh, or, or depth because it would just take hours and hours. If you've got uh, basic questions beyond that, you're probably at the point where you should be looking for an accountant in your general area to hire. 
um, because obviously you, you've got a, a change in the way you've been doing taxes in the recent years. And um, it's, it's, it's time for you to, uh, to find that person. And you, and you may want to check out three, four or five of them, you know, cause it's going to help that the person I would assume has an accounting method and, and is, it, there's a lot of gray areas and you need an accountant that, that knows your system and how you work and how your employees are. So um, what are you cracking up at, man? What did one love say? Nothing. No, I actually, when you said there's a lot of gray areas, boy, weren't you lying. <laughs> it's it. You need an account. It's your system and you may have to go through a few to figure it out, but um, we'll end it right there. And uh, we'll end it on that note with old one love and the fact that he got, you know, he, he, he can deduct his dog and everything that comes with it now. But um, Oh, he's a happy person. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, at one love, you, you know, just because I did, uh, threw that question out there and you get all those deductions. I think you could send me a check for 200. You, you could super chat me 250 bucks, man. You're still getting, yeah, I need to pay. I need to get my money back for my vasectomy. So, you know, hook yeah. it up. There you go. I'll think about you on tax time when I got to pay taxes. It's okay. But, <laughs> and as I said before, people, we, um, Walt and I, we go way, way, way the hell back 40 years <laughs> um god it feels that way i know and we god we had a blast together we did some crazy shit we grew up on a small island outside on the in the burbs of, of, of charleston uh at a point in time when there was a lot of people on the island but um i can promise you everybody knew everybody and knew everybody's damn business like there was no bit tomorrow. Um, if you did something on that island, the cops might not catch you, but I can promise you a mama saw you and she called your mama. <laughs> I still remember times, especially back then, it was so small that if you got busted with alcohol, they'd make you sit on the side of the road, especially Harborview Road or Fort Johnson. Mm -hmm. Help it out because they knew somebody was going to be coming by that saw your parents. Yep. Going to know before you got home what happened. Guaranteed. Unless you're running from them, guaranteed you can run all you want, man. It, it's you you they're gonna know. I mean, shit. As I said, you know, I, uh, well, how many? I'm just gonna throw it out there. How many times did I outrun the cops with you personally in the car? <laughs> I actually lost count, but I know it's more than five. <laughs> but yeah. one on James Island at the yacht club. I still don't know what those Mustangs were thinking. I mean, we were just going, we were just riding back there. And then all of a sudden you get blocked in. And then that's, that's basically when Jim dropped that thing in the low, looked over and, and if it felt like a Smokey and the Bandit time with the, uh, hold on the ass now. And it <laughs> hard and, and, and almost hit the, the mailbox. And then you could hear them. I don't, I don't know where they were going, but we knew, you know, Jim knew where he was going. And next thing you know, Cody got to his area. We got to another one. And he turns down this dirt road, turns the lights off. Of course, I have no idea. We're never getting out of here alive because you can't see where you're going. And then next thing you know, you could hear the cars going one way, trying to meet us on the other end of the dirt road. The car apparently knew and flipped itself around. And basically, we started going back the other way. And at that point, I, I don't I don't know. I mean, between that one and what the ACDC concert. <laughs> yeah, 
that one. I like that story. Even like with that story. even with those damn Mustangs. I mean, remember when we we lost those damn bastards and you yeah. know, they thought they were going to take two kids to jail that night, and then forty five minutes later, we went past the fucking Magic Market where they were parked. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and 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 how they didn't come back after us? I, I think at that point they were like, "Look, we're, we're not catching them. We, we might have to let them go." <laughs> when people, I was I was what seventeen, eighteen at the time, and I mean, we were. Uh, I was. You were. I think you were eighteen because of of for some God knows reason why my mom always thought that if I was with you, I was safe, and little did she freaking know. That, um, I'm out running the law with his, with him in the car and it literally only, and we, the thing is back at, you know, in, in the late eighties and stuff and in, in early nineties, you could do that. And the cops could see you the next day and they just, they might stop you, but they'd come by and go, I'll get your ass next time. And yeah. well, no, they didn't. <laughs> oh, it's okay. You're with St. Jim. It's all right. You know, you're safe. You'll uh, go to church. Oh, on yeah, Sunday. It, it, You'll be okay. It, it was, but it was definitely some fun times. Um, it was fun up until the time when you had to drive home <laughs> because yeah. at that point that was when it was like, okay, if it's going to happen, you know, where do I grab? I mean, I'm looking around saying, okay, I can grab here. I can do this, put the seatbelt on all of a sudden you just did whatever you could do to make sure you were okay. <laughs> I think my favorite story I heard from you guys was the old ACDC concert, you know, Jim with his rules. That was funny. <laughs> oh man, we were we were fucking trashed that night, man. We started drinking on the way up there. I know. I that, know. Was, that was when that girl in the car came by us, and you asked her if you could ride with her. <laughs> 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 and then we go up there, and of course we go to the concert. Me, you, and Mark, and me, and see my cousin and them there. And then once we got back to the room. We wanted to continue partying, so of course we had all kinds of beer. Um, and then we started. I, I think it was probably twelve. We started drinking even heavier. Started playing quarters, and at that point, we just started making up odd rules to where you know somebody couldn't get off the bed until they did this. Um, I couldn't talk for like four, 30, 45 minutes. Um, Cody couldn't touch the floor. So if he wanted to go to the bathroom, he had to throw things in front of him and step on it to get. And then he had to stand up on the tub in order to to, to go to the bathroom because he couldn't touch the floor. Uh, that was difficult. And that was at the heart of Columbia Hotel. <laughs> we, threw, we threw some pretty wild parties. Yeah, James Island was known as, as party freaking central, man. I mean, when I first moved out after high school, I got a two bedroom townhouse condo end unit um and uh we do parties all the time and then friends started moving in and becoming my neighbors in these units and i mean i would venture to say that on any friday or saturday night there was 200 people in those apartments getting drunk as shit oh yeah it was it was just a part and and once again the cops i mean all the neighbors were out there so none of them really said anything to you um even if the cops came by they were fine with us sitting there because we weren't driving They'd rather us sit there than anywhere else. Occasionally they'd come and tell us to be quiet and act like they busted it up, but it would just all start over again. It was. Well, usually that means everybody went around the corner for about five minutes and then came back. Yeah. Yeah, Hide out. If the cops came to Richard Berrien's house, you better run because they could take him and everybody in that house to jail. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. His ass. Wow. That was. 
it, it definitely is not, it'll never be like it was back then. I mean, it's, they, they done developed everything where we used to go through and do. It's definitely, definitely not the same. Be, I mean, every Friday and Saturday night and through the summer, it could be any damn night, but it was literally, uh, there was an, at least two or three animal house style parties going on. It was, it was oh, yeah. crazy. <laughs> more Coke, weed and booze. Yep. Could ever stare at in one damn place? I can probably going going the next day on little sleep, if any at all. <laughs> Norman Dudier, I don't know how many times he followed me home, but that probably not often considering you didn't go home to six, seven o'clock in some mornings. Well, that's true, but it, but when you know, in the youth, it well, yeah, I, I didn't have much of a curfew when I was in school, uh, in high school and could drive and stuff because. As long as I parent called my parents by 1 a.m. and told them where I was and I was staying at that place, I was good. And of course, now that I always do that, no, but they felt safe and felt they could go to sleep. So that's what I did. <laughs> but there's plenty of times that some bitch you kept me. He called he caught me twice at the curve in Lighthouse Point, going to your neighborhood, stopped me there. And, you know, first time he was like, All right, I'm gonna let I'm gonna follow you to your house. And I, you know, don't let me see you again. I'm gonna tell you daddy tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Two months later, some bitch pulls me right there at the curve again. I'm telling you, I ain't doing this again, but I'm going to do it one more time. <laughs> now, it's been two months, so, you know, you had a redo. Yeah, but he, you know. But for speeding, <laughs> 50 tickets throughout his career. Drunk, I'll give you a ride home. Oh, you were doing 35 and a 30? I'm going to give you a $200 fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. His way of getting oh, me back. They were terrible. And they always sat right there at Styles Point. Mm-hmm. Always. Or a the one on Camp Road, Harbor, no, uh, James Island Middle. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit, they still sit there, man. I went through there the other day, and there was two of them right there where you turned to go into those cars. I, I haven't been that way in years. Uh, I try to avoid that because I, I seem to remember that that where the traffic gets bad around there is right up and around that area. Yeah. Yeah, now that it's four legs, too bad. And. Uh, that's like Ashley Phosphate. No matter what time I went through camp, the folly, it was bad. And then, of course, me and Walt, I mean, even it, through college and, and, and adulthood life, we we just we were constantly a, a, around each other um, and, and having a blast. And, and somehow it, it all settled into the fact that we all we both became uh, productive citizens throughout here because, man, we <laughs> even life, we had one hell of a run, man. Uh, oh yeah, I I, I wouldn't change I, anything. No. I definitely, if, it if was I tough. Was a, I, I look, it was it was tough some of those times, but it was uh definitely a, an, an an interesting scenario. Right. And then, uh, <laughs> well, how old were we? Uh, shit, twenties when um, line dancing became a huge thing again. And of course, Walt's aunt taught line dancing at, at a place where, uh, um, I mean, every girl for, for three counties came to this bar to line dance every night. And of course me and Walt were right there. Like, Oh, we were learning to line dance real quick, wound up teaching line dancing, wound up going to some competitions, doing line dancing. We had a damn blast. Oh Yeah. I know a couple of years after that, after that, I ended up winning that one in Nashville. Yeah. And you got banned from the bar. That was funny as hell. Personal friend, <laughs> owner of the bar, he bans your ass. <laughs> and I still don't know what I did. I didn't do anything, actually. 
Yeah. Uh, you remember that, that, that the bouncer remember. started it with me. All I was doing was just telling him what I thought of him. There ain't nothing I could do about that. <laughs> I mean, he better at that time he better be lucky I wasn't on I wasn't on tequila because then I'd have got short short man syndrome. Hey yo, don't give one. <laughs> don't give him tequila. No. I've learned my lesson on that shit. Yep. Uh-uh, won't do it. <laughs> Hamilton Tile. We're just uh, wrapping up some tax talk here with a good friend of mine. Uh, is an accountant that I grew up with and uh, have known since I was nine years old. Um, and just kind of kind of reminiscing a, a, a little bit on this um, on this back end of the show. We've got about ten minutes right here and. Um, Walt, I know you need to bow out, man. Uh, you wanted off of here before nine o'clock. It's nine twenty, and uh, I, I really appreciate you coming on because, th- like I said, some of these questions have been going around just because of these, uh, you know, the ten ninety nine thing that's been thrown out there and this donation charity shit that's all over YouTube. And I mean, thousands and thousands and thousands of people are seeing. So, mm-hmm. huge hot. It's it, it's it's always going to be, especially when you're dealing with the IRS, when it, 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 it sparks fear into people because they've always heard the the horror stories. But in all actuality, it's like anything else. They just want their cut. So you just make sure that they're happy on what you're doing and you'll never hear from them. And if you never get an, a letter from the IRS, that's the best thing that can happen. <laughs> Especially mm-hmm. on a business, your focus should be never getting a letter from the IRS, just letting it go. Right, right. Yep. Yeah, it's not the damn truth, man. <laughs> yeah, well, we, well, we're definitely uh we appreciate you being on here and uh Oh, I appreciate you letting come so on. Tomorrow and- tomorrow you start adding 2 plus 2 and equals 5, then you, you know the reason is is you know, you went past your bedtime. Yeah. Blame <laughs> I'll, blame, I'll blame Cody. <laughs> it's, not, it, it's definitely not the first time Cody's made me stay up past my bedtime. I know that asshole. I wanted yeah. to be home at two two thirty, but here we come in at four a.m. again. <laughs> After the uh, yeah four a.m. at the waffle. <laughs> Andrew keeps asking, and believe it or not, I'm not a biker. Andrew, I don't ride a bike. I um <laughs> never really did. Now I was in the go karts growing up, um, but never really owned a bike. He's more of a unicycle type of guy. So well, I unicycle, do, you know. I could probably do that. Uh, <laughs> but I kind of learned with my luck. Um, yeah, I don't need to be on something with two wheels on the road. They, you know, bicycles were hard enough. I got hit on a bicycle, on a regular bicycle, like four or five times growing up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of them was head on with a car, a little Zuzu truck, I think it was. So I, I'm, I'm not going to test my luck on one of them. <laughs> oh man, I, I, I've hit a car before in my life. Oh yeah. Oh, my blind ass hit a, a parked car. On top of that, huh? I, I hit a parked car. On top of that. Oh my. Yeah, that, I hit that thing. I went over the hood, hit the trunk. It, I just flew. And and no, Andrew, I've never been seventy on a go kart. I think the fastest I've been the the fastest one would probably be somewhere around thirty. The thirty-five. Hey, I'll take you ninety-five on my go kart. And and thanks, one love. Yeah, it, it kind of is the height also because I don't think if I'm a, if I if I ride a motorcycle, I don't think my feet will hit the ground at a red light. <laughs> <laughs> we give you we give you a little CR eighty, man. <laughs> yeah, well, can I get like a little 
can I get like a little step ladder? You know, I mean, hey, uh, was it? It folds down. You know, like the you know, it comes out and it and it comes on both sides, so it waits, and then once I hit the gas again, it goes up by itself. Might as well get a trike. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Well, we appreciate it. And um, hey, man, you should tune in next week as well. And from then point, that point forward. But, uh, you know, you can listen to Costas uh, bump his gums about, you know, financial, you know, uh, investing and in, in all that uh, next Sunday at, at 8 p.m. 7 Central. Yeah, I ain't talked to him in a while. And um, I, I had a long conversation with him. Uh, uh, the same week when I called you, asked if he would come on as well. He and I had some catching up to do. It had been probably three or four months since I'd talked to him. But uh, he's alive and well, uh, painting the town in Greenville these days. and Got a kid that's about to go in the Air Force. You know I'm not saying that word. <laughs> the school, that he was, I'm not doing it. <laughs> so, all right. Well, like I said, enjoyed it. Thanks for having me on. Man, we appreciate it very much, man. Very educational. Uh, hey, I'll bring yeah. in my shit sometime this week. All right. Just message me and let me know. All right, man. Thanks right, again. Y'all enjoy. Later. All right. Peace. Later. So, Dirty, that was a uh, – learned a lot of cool information, man. Yeah. I, I like hope uh, everybody down there in <clears throat> chat land learned some stuff or at least took something home away from this. Uh, it was a good conversation. Walt's uh he's a, he's a riot. He's funny. Some of the stories that we had backstage were definitely, definitely uh, funny, to say the least. Yeah. And uh, we'll have to bring him up again for just general chit chat because uh, he's uh, he's funny as hell. He's fun to be around it and uh, always out for a good time. And uh, oh, I mean, yeah. And we're all kind of like that. And I think that's what got me and Walt potentially in a whole lot of trouble over the years. But um and, uh, but yeah, he's a lot of fun. I, what I wanted to jump into, we've we've got uh, just a few more minutes left here. And I thought we'd ended on, on a topic with, I hear a lot of this going on because, you know, we're getting towards the end of January mm -hmm. and people are wanting to, you know, uh, add services. Uh, you know, say you're doing just landscaping now, they want to add maintenance or they want to add tree trimming or they want to add, you know, fence building and, uh, or or hardscaping it and, and on and on and on. Um, and it's starting to get really hot right now because everybody's getting pumped up about the season and they're like, man, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? Um, <clears throat> and I just want to say that some of you, you may want to be very cautious uh, about what services you add and how many you add uh, to your business because it could wind up being very difficult to uh, – move forward and you may wind up limiting your income severely. And I say that because of this. Well, let me back up. Uh, when you're first starting out there in business uh, and you're out there, you need a dollar shit, go get any dollar you can get. Um, but you, you have to have a goal, you know, and, and Ben brought up goals, you know, at the beginning of the year, you have to have a goal in the back of your head and you have to stay true to that goal. Um, Go ahead and, 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 you know, paint Patricia's fence for, you know, 50 bucks because you need 50 bucks to finish off paying your bills for the month right now. Do that. But you can't get trapped in this thing of, oh, let me add every service that is related to landscaping or, or, or lawn care under my business. And I can tell you something, you're setting yourself up for a failure. I've seen it happen oh, yeah. to everyone that's done this. 
because you, you know, you have this dream or, or you, you know, you, you're very knowledgeable in just say uh, in landscape design and you're doing everything from landscape design to landscape maintenance, to, to pressure washing, to, to uh, you know, lawn installations, to maintenance, uh, weed applications, um, anything you can do in a yard, just on and on and on. As you go down the road and you want it to become just that landscape designer, it's hard for you to narrow yourself back down into what you wanted to be doing and what you can specialize in the best because the you limit yourself in the ability of the number of, of design jobs you can go get because you're too busy painting Patricia's fence. You see? Oh, what I mean, yeah, I've even been through several and I can go from life experience like this, you know, take on so many jobs all the time. Well, I can, yeah, I can go paint that house or yeah, I'm mowing the yard or, yeah, I can go do this. And it gets to a point to where, where's the value in your work? You lose your value. Lose because your you're not putting the time and effort into what you really, your first agenda was, was either like mine was lawn care. So I want to do that. Or I, you know, you're, you're, and it shows in your work, you may, your edges may not be straight or you may start missing spots in your yard because you're so focused on 50 other projects that you have to get done. Right. You're in a hurry the next day. And yes. the other thing is, you lose interest because you're not doing designs. You're painting Patricia's fence. Yeah. Um, and the, also the thing is, is you could, you can be booked out for weeks and this is what can wind up happening by doing this is your weeks out and say two thirds of that work is, is not what you got into the business for uh, or would like to focus on because you think you can make more money in that section. Maybe it's not just your favorite, you know, up here in your head. Right. Um, well, you can't take any of those calls, especially this time of year. And with spring coming in, you can't take those jobs because, well, you're painting Patricia's fence and, and you know, you're uh, you're doing Larry's you know, lawn and you can't go do the design work because you're already locked down for stuff. That's probably, you know, it could easily wind up maybe even be paying less than what you wanted to go do um, because it's not your specialty or because you don't know the pricing yet. You have to watch out in the beginning, go get it. But at some point in time, you've got to start to chisel yourself down to two or three different things. And don't, <clears throat> don't jump out from that. You start doing 500 things. And the other thing is now you need 500 employees to cover the base to grow. And I mean, if you're going to grow into some huge corporation, well, then you could, you know, there's a scaling system for that. But I don't see any, you know, many of us out here in lawn land doing that or any other service industry. It's, it's, uh, you know, probably 10 employees or less for most everybody out there. And you're going to wind up getting yourself in a real big pickle by doing everything. Um, it also, it also dulls the pencil, man, because it's always writing, you know, yeah. no time to stop and sharpen that pencil again. And, uh, you, you become a very dull person to people and you're not doing your best at something. Oh, and you even lose clients hands down like that. Like, uh, for instance, I had, a, when I had a, a bunch of yards and I had a real good client, I mean, it was like one of my highest played clients. I mean, she, she treated me fair. I, I, I was always there all the time. Well, she had a family event come up and she had reminded me before but it, it just, I had so many projects ahead of me, I completely forgot. And her family event showed up and I, I got there the day of the family event to mow the yard instead of two days prior. So the grass could just, you know, the clippings, you don't want clippings all over when you got a, right. a, a family event coming around, you know. And I lost that, I lost that client because I lost her trust. Yep. And, and when you bury yourself deep in other things, you know, trust is important in any business. I mean, word of mouth. Um, saying that you're going to do this. And then when you got yourself overloaded with, I'm going to do this, or I want to make more money, just like you're saying, 
you lose trust and you will start losing people because you're not putting their, the clients come first. You're putting, making more money or other priorities first before the customer. Right. And, right. And you wind up, you wind up getting into a bottleneck situation, man. And, and you wind up, um, it, it's kind of a reversal of it because you're having to concentrate on all that now and you, your quality is going down. Um, and, uh, it just, you're setting yourself up for some problems. I don't want to say failure, but you're setting yourself up for some problems later on down the road, man. It, it, my advice is this, and this is um, 30 years talking here. Um, start off in any way you can. I uh, said this before on other shows, uh, but uh, sharpen that pencil, man. Have a goal. Look at it and go, I want to be the best, you know, not even maintenance. Let's just say, you know, I, I, I want to be the best best just mowing grass. If, if that's as narrow as it gets for you, focus on it, focus on it hard and understand what it needs and what it takes for somebody's lawn to look the best it can at all times and go for it, man. Um, and, and, and dial some things in. Don't just because there's work out there to be done. Doesn't necessarily mean you need to go get it at some point. At some point you have to be able to willing to take the risk and go, I'm not doing this shit anymore. Um, I'm going to sit back and, 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 and uh, fine tune some things. And trust me, man, it, it, it is an eye opener moment for anybody that's, that is there, but you're going to have to take that leap of faith that the work's going to come, even though you don't see it right then and there, you've got to sit back and focus. And, and, um, and if you don't see it coming, we'll go beat the street, man. Um, but only for those few services that, that really uh, define you and define your business. Um, you know, it's like snow plowing in the winter. That's no big deal because it's seasonal. It substitutes the, the, uh, the grass mowing and stuff. But um, like I said, when you're dialing out there to, uh, you know, you're, 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 you start off as a landscape company. And now you're, you're doing a little home repair and AC repair and mechanics and, you know, all this shit. And you're trying to do offer nine different services within the landscaping. It's, it's not going to pay off well for you. You may, you may be making a dollar, but you're making a dollar when you could be making a hundred dollar bill, you know? Yeah. No doubt, man, guys, I, again, I, I appreciate everybody who's watched in this stream, you know, uh, thank you very much. This is a, this is what episode three for us. Yeah, this is episode three, man. And episode yeah. four, y'all don't forget. Uh, I just said it a minute ago, but man, it, it costs us. And when it comes to finances and what you need to be doing with your money, uh, and we can also cost us, I uh, can answer more tax questions too. So if you see the dirty blonde truth going on the ticker down there at gmail.com, make sure that you send us those questions. Um, and uh, we can pick up on the taxes a little bit, but cost is really sharp when it comes to what to do, you know, what you need to be doing with your money and how you should do it and, and all that stuff, man. Like I said, he's, uh, uh, he, I went to Clemson, uh, graduated there, uh, started several other businesses <clears throat> and, um, along with, with, um, and eventually worked his way into accounting is, is what I'm trying to say. And it did a, a lot of uh, account, accounting, accounting and financial advising for some pretty damn big restaurants. Um, and as some other people, I was fortunate to have him under my belt as my accountant. Um, there, I was, uh, I was, I was the small guy on the totem pole, you know, I was kind of like the chihuahua that he let pee on the damn tree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I started out, but it's because we're such close friends and um, it's, he's going to be a, a huge wealth of information as, as well. Um, 
And then we've got Worley after that, right? That's right. Steve Worley is is the week after that. We're gonna we're gonna talk to him, deep dive into him. Um, hey, you're gonna deep dive into Worley. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got I got twenty I got twenty times to handle. Okay, <laughs> I, I gotta make sure all my seat is out. Worley, I hope you're ready, buddy. Well, one love said he'd give you sixty nine sixty nine for that eye patch. He started off hey. at fifty cents. You better take him now while he's up there high. Hey, I'm sold. Oh man, but um, yeah. So uh, Worley, and then we've got a few other people we're working on after that. But I don't want to give you too many people, and you get confused. Everybody gets confused yeah. on who's on when. Even though watch the Instagram, man, I post three or four times a week mm -hmm. uh, as as to what's company and and uh, and and when they'll be on the show. So watch out for all that, man. Chris, we got a couple minutes. Anything you want to talk about, really? Man, again, guys, I just want to appreciate everything, and also remember. The dirty blind truth at gmail.com. I know we've been running it all day or for this whole entire stream, but seriously, as soon as we get off here, if there's something that's still in your brain that can pertain even to next week or a question you guys even want to ask us or a topic, throw some topics out there. We're, we'll take topics as well. Shoot them out there. Shoot yeah. an email. Both of us read these emails every time they come in. So it's not just one person gets it. We both get access to it. And our Instagram, guys. Um, Show some love. Uh, we're trying to post as much, and we are working on our website. Uh, give us a little bit more time. We're trying. To yeah, let me interject there just for a second. Uh, uh, what I'm trying to do, I want to do it this week, and it just didn't get done. Um, is um, at least put the calendar up where you, for the whole month you can see who's uh, who's going to be on and when, um, and if there's any change in the dates of our you know our shows, you can see it all there. Then then I work out from there um, as you know for bios and things like that and and kind of make it a, a real website. But at least the calendar will be up, so at any point in time you can look out and see right. who's coming and, and when. So no, good. I think we're uh, we think we're good here. All right, man. Well, I hope everyone enjoyed. It was great having Walt up here uh, and uh, giving y'all some edge invocation on the accounting process. And uh, we'll just uh, we'll we'll end it out right here. And um, I'm dirty. I'm blind. And, and this is dirty blind truth. Blind truth. Chris will get that in harmony at some point. <laughs> See y'all later.